From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's debate is a face-off between yearly sensations that rock the nation. Both involve candy and cake for eating, so grab your costumes and birthday suits for birthday parties versus trick-or-treating. In one corner, we've got editor, reporter, and writer Jed Kim defending birthday parties. Happy birthday, y'all. What am I giving you? How about a total smackdown on Halloween? (laughs) And in the other, we've got improviser extraordinaire Michael Stevens ready to duke it out for trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treat, trick-or-treat. Now it's time for birthday's defeat. Ooh, and here to judge it all, we've got Alex from Worcester, Massachusetts. He's head of his school's creative writing club. He's got a greenhouse in his room, and he's a fellow podcaster. Hi, Alex. Hey. So, Alex, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Sure. So, it's about the end of the world. (laughs) And um, somehow... Happy. Somehow I've made it satirical. So, yeah, it's about one guy who um, is essentially the last person alive. And um, he's trying to keep his sanity by essentially talking into a podcast, hoping someone will listen. Oh, that's fun. So it's it's fiction. Yes, it hopefully it is fiction. Uh, hopefully, hopefully fiction. <laughs> Do you use lots of like sound effects and other actors? There's a kind of one one person show. Yeah, it's a one-person type thing. You know, I do use sound effects. I actually have a theremin in my room. And so I do a lot of really fun stuff with the theremin. Okay, so you have a greenhouse in your room and a theremin in your room. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) Can you describe what a theremin is for people who might not know? Oh, goodness. (laughs) So (laughs) imagine a little wooden box, and then you have one vertical antennae sticking up from the right, and then a little hoop sticking from the left. And so you move your hand um, closer or further away from the antenna to increase or decrease the pitch. And then you can put your hand closer to the hoop on the left to um, increase or decrease the sound. You might not know the name, but you've definitely heard it. It's kind of the woo sound. It's very, very cool. So will Alex be wooed by team birthday parties, or will he be taken with trick-or-treating? Only he can tell. It's time to review the rules of the game. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness, where our debaters present fact-filled arguments in favor of their side, and they each have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statements. Then we've got the Micro Round, where each team will present a creative response to a prompt they received in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack, where our debaters will have to respond to an improv challenge on the spot. And to wrap it all up, we've got the Final Six, where each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Our judge, Alex, will award two points in the first round, one for his favorite rebuttal, the other for the declaration he liked best. Then he'll award one point in each round after that, but he'll keep his decisions top secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Okay, Michael, Jed, and Alex, are you ready? Indubitably. Blow out the candles. 100%. I wish we would start. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. We flipped a coin, and Jed, 
you're up first. Tell us why birthday parties are for Smarties. And now, Weedabix Radio Hour presents a birthday carol. Here sits wealthy old Stooge on the eve of his 43rd birthday, but his cold heart isn't happy. Oh, humbugs and danglers. How I hate birthdays. I much prefer Halloween. On this fateful birthday's eve, he will be visited by three ghosts. Perhaps they will change his mind? Who's that bothering me now? How dare you come calling at this late hour? Stooge, I am the ghost of birthdays past. And I'm here to remind you of why birthdays are way better than Halloween. And also, it's only like 6.30. Birthdays are silly through, friend. Everybody's singing and swilling cake. Never thinking about how it's another year closer to death. Yikes. Well, look. You're forgetting that birthdays mark important milestones in life. Why, this looks like a baby's birthday party. Oh, look at all the food. It's yours, Stooge. You're one, and this is your doll. Korean families make a big deal out of the first birthday. There's a big party. Yes, and you set different items in front of the baby, and whatever it touches first foretells its future. Let's see. The string means they'll have a long life. A pen means they'll be a great student. Money means wealth. Wow, baby, you just went for that cash. Let's look at some other big birthdays. Remember your best friend's bar mitzvah when he turned 13? Oh, yes. When Jewish tradition says a boy becomes a man. That was fun. (laughs) Or your cousin's quinceañera when she turned 15. Uh Uh-oh. This is when I spilled cake on her special white dress. Feliz cumpleaños, prima. Oops. The point is that birthdays are rites of passage. When you turn 16, you can drive. At 18, you can vote. 21's a big deal for some reason. The older you get, the more you can do. But why do things have to change? Why can't they be more like Halloween? That's always the same old thing year after year. Ugh, you're the worst. Oh, I'm back home. Was it all a dream? Who's there? Tis I, the ghost of birthday presents. Don't you mean the ghost of birthdays present? No, presents like gifts. Here's where birthdays absolutely smear Halloween. Gifts versus candy. You do the math. Okay, let's see. Analysis of nougat futures compounded by demand. Stop doing the math. Look, birthday presents can be toys or candy if that floats your boat. It can also be a real boat. You're stinking rich. You could treat yourself and buy an island. Or, you know, donate to charity for once. On Halloween, the most you can hope for is a full-size candy bar. Oh, is someone giving up full-size? Say, you're the same ghost as before with the fake beard. Yeah, you got me. Spoiler alert. I'm the future ghost, too. Speaking of which, birthdays remain legitimately cool for your entire life. If you want to throw a rager on your 84th birthday, 
People are going to be like, cool, you do you, old man. But you try trick-or-treating when you're 16, you get a lot of, aren't you too old for this? You make some convincing points. I just really like seeing all those spooky costumes. Well, Stoogie boy, you can do whatever you want for your birthday. If that means wearing costumes and gorging on fun-sized Kit Kats, you could always give your birthday party a Halloween theme. Zounds, you're absolutely right. I'll dress up like Chester A. Arthur again, and the party favor bags will have Neko wafers and Zagnut and all the other candy kids hate. And this time I'll make them give me the candy. I love it. A radio play to argue about how great birthday parties are. Alex, what stood out to you about Jed's declaration of greatness? Oh, goodness. What did stand out to me? I I absolutely loved the Christmas Carol theme. Really big fan of that. Actually, one thing I didn't know was about the um, importance of the first birthday in Korean culture. You know, I found that was really cool. I didn't realize any culture found the first birthday um, to be that important. But I guess it makes sense to me. That's a knowledge bomb just dropped on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, it is time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to prove birthday parties are passe. And your time starts now. Okay, so birthdays are so expensive. Nothing is free on a birthday. You have to buy things. For Halloween, you can make your own costume. Uh, People feel left out of birthday parties. Uh, Trick-or-treating is for everyone. Good cake, so much work. Absolutely does not travel well. Uh, Party bags don't teach you the value of hard work like trick-or-treating does. And candy. And time. Ah. All right, Michael. I know you have more to say. You didn't have enough time there, so please tell us why you think trick-or-treating is so appealing. Greetings, ghouls and goblins. Welcome to Team Trick or Treat. (laughs) Sorry about that. I had something in my throat. Trick or treating has it all. Costumes, decorations, and of course, sweets. But there's more. Trick or treating is also a celebration of nature, community, and the supernatural. But don't take my word for it. Let's ask these trick or treaters. Hey, guys. Your costumes are amazing. What are you supposed to be? I'm a werewolf. I'm Supergirl. I'm a normal human child in a Harry Styles costume. Definitely not a scary, spooky, ghosty child. Okay. Well, these kids just demonstrated the first best thing about trick-or-treating. It lets you be anyone you want. You want to be a superhero? Get a cape and spandex. You want to transform into a terrifying monster? All you need is a mask or some scary teeth. You get to be you 364 days of the year. Why not try on someone else's shoes? I would prefer no one else wear my fur-lined deerskin slippers. But why do we do costumes on Halloween? Oh, I know. Oh, why, normal human child? Costumes come from the ancient Irish festival Samhain. 
The ancient Celtics believe ghosts walk the earth once a year on October 31st to fend off evil ghosts. They dressed up like us. I mean, them. Anyway, that's part of where we get the creepy costumes. Or so I heard on TikTok. Trick or treat. Aw, your costumes are just adorable. Take as much candy as you want. Ooh, Butterfingers. Real fingers? OMG, full-size candy bars. Technabbit, I wanted actual fingers. This brings me to the second best thing about trick-or-treating. Candy! We should be trick-or-treating for every holiday. Ye should be grateful ye have it at all. Trick-or-treating had a long journey before it became our beloved autumnal pastime. That's right. The term trick-or-treat was first used in the 1920s. Around that time, kids would play tricks on homeowners on Halloween night. And to avoid getting tricked, homeowners had to cough up some candy. Yes, but long before that, trick-or-treating had its roots in the door-to-door traditions of mumming and souling. Mumming was a kind of folk performance of songs and skits in medieval Europe. Souling was another door-to-door custom where people would ask their neighbors for a delicious treat called a soul cake in exchange for prayers for the dead. Those were the days. It is what someone alive back then would have surely said. And the best part, a soul cake isn't covered in spit and wax like a birthday cake. Ah, this song reminds me of one of my favorite 17th century hymns. It makes me feel alive again. I mean, still alive, because I'm totally still living like you guys. Anyway, that brings me to my third point. Unlike some egotistical celebrations that only have one awkward song that no one really wants to sing, Birthdays. I mean, boo! Birthdays. Right. As I was saying, trick or treating has way better music. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick. Put a spell on you. He did the monster man. What a melodious selection of ditties. Last but not least, trick-or-treating is part of how we celebrate the change of seasons as a community. As the world gets darker and colder, it helps us remember the bonds of community. Trick-or-treating is one of the few celebrations that allows us to safely open our doors to people we don't know. And don't worry, there aren't any actual ghosts out there. Or are there? <laughs> Dude, we've known you were a ghost, like, the whole time. Really? You're literally floating. And I can see through you. Oh, right. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Ooh, a spooky and spectacular declaration of greatness there for trick-or-treating. Alex, what stood out to you in Michael's declaration of greatness there? Well, you know, I 
we rang his doorbell. I opened my back out, and I've been filled with with knowledge. <laughs> I I don't know if I can uh, will be able to walk home with so much knowledge. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> Um, one of the most interesting things that I heard, at least, were the soul cakes. Do you know the recipe for soul cakes, by any chance, off the top of your head? I think it's pretty close to a biscuit or a scone. Okay. Mm. Delicious. You know it's probably better than a soul cake? Any kind of birthday cake. You can't have that every day. <laughs> Hold on. Wait one second here, Jed. It's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to scare people away from trick-or-treating, and your time starts now. If Halloween is such a celebration of nature, then why are there always so many rappers on my lawn the day after? And why do we still say trick-or-treat? There's never a trick. It's a false option. Halloween is a lie. And you're going to put the happy birthday song, one of the most internationally recognized songs of all time, up against the Monster Mash? Hashtag boo. <laughs> and finally, birthdays are all about you. It's your special day. Who is Halloween for? How about the bloated, corrupt candy industry? Think about it. So true. <laughs> oh, man. So many good points here. Alex, you have to make a decision, though. You have to give one point to the Declaration of Greatness you liked best and one point to the raddest rebuttal. You get to decide what makes a winning argument. Did one side win you over with their wisdom or make you laugh with their logic? Award your points, but don't tell us who they're going to. Both could go to the same person. Each person could get a point. Have you made your decision, Alex? Oh, boy. I have made my decision, yes. Excellent. Michael and Jed, how are you two feeling so far? I'm feeling spirited. Oh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm hoping I got a little gift. <laughs> All right, it's time for a quick break. Grab some cake or a handful of candy. And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Fest. You're watching State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. Hey, Debaterinos, Taylor Lincoln here. And I'm Todd Douglas, and I'm getting very dizzy. Maybe it's because you're riding that merry-go-round. Oh, 100%. I thought it would be a good way to talk about the circular reasoning fallacy. A fallacy is an argument that's easy to tear down because it's not logical. The circular reasoning fallacy is when someone ends an argument with the same point as the one they started with. Yep, the argument just goes round and round like saying merry-go-rounds are fun because people have fun on merry-go-rounds. Wee! Or cats are mean because they aren't nice. Or I shouldn't have spun so fast because spinning this fast isn't something you should do. Or chocolate is tasty because it's super yummy. Or my stomach feels queasy because I'm nauseous. Oh, oh, or, or how about you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day because you're not supposed to. Or barfing on State of Debate is bad because if I did, that would be terrible. Actually, that, uh, that would be terrible. For the love of logic, Todd, stop spinning. Uh, that's all the logical fallacy I can take today. We'll see you next time on... State, State of, of Debate. Debate. Any chance you got a barf bag? 
boom 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 smash boom best you're listening to smash boom best i'm your host molly bloom and i'm your judge alex we love getting debate suggestions from our listeners check out this epic idea we got from lena in pittsburgh pennsylvania my debate idea is chameleons versus jellyfish what a colorful clash We'll check back with Lena at the end of this episode to see which side she thinks should win. And now, it's back to today's debate. Birthday parties versus trick-or-treating. That's right. And it's time for round two, the... Micro Round. Today's Micro Round challenge is called Alien Encounter. We asked Michael and Jed to pretend that they're aliens encountering their side for the very first time. It'll be their job to describe this strange new activity to their fellow aliens. Jed went first last time, so Michael, you're up. Let's hear what trick-or-treating looks like to visitors from outer space. My fellow gloopies, tis I, famed humanologist Bloop Peter Mew. I am honored to speak at another TEDx Planet Gloop conference. Please give me praise and validation with your hand sounds. <laughs> praise Bloop. In my studies of humanity, I have encountered astonishing worlds, strange beings, and new ways of life. I believe that understanding humans is key to understanding what we, the mighty gloopies, are meant to accomplish in our time in the universe. Why are we here? What's inside a black hole? What is in a McRib? But nothing, I mean nothing in my research, has prepared me for the most baffling custom of all. Trick or dream. (gasps) Silence, gloopies. My fellow humanologists are still tentacles deep in our research, but here's what we know so far. Trick or treat happens once a year. The humans, mostly small ones I call the walkers, transform into unrecognizable beings and go door to door, screaming for someone or something called trick or treat. Trick or treat. They then exchange small sugar power units they call condies. And they, oh, they eat them. Gloopies, we mustn't judge them. I know it's gross. Now, I bravely decided to investigate. I disguised myself as something called a poop emoji and screamed trick or tree as loud as I possibly could at every dwelling I encountered. Each time it was the same. No trick or tree, only condies. I believe If we find this trig or tree, we will unravel the mysteries of the universe. Now, who is with me? (laughs) I could go for a small sugar power unit right about now. All right, Jed, it's your turn. Tell us what little green men will think of birthday parties. Report in, team. How's the spy mission going? Blapdork here, Commander. Zark's inside the house. None of the Earthlings suspect that he's a shape-shifting alien. Excellent. Zark, you'll be a legend after we take over this planet. Zark? You guys gotta get me out of here. What's wrong with him? Well, sir, he's disguised as a piñata, and he just found out what they're for. I'm gonna break. 
Easy, sir. No one's on to you. He means break literally, sir. Apparently humans hit piñatas with sticks until they break open. Good gravy! Why? For fun, sir. Fun? And then they eat its insides. I'm gonna be sick. Hang tight! I'm making a plan. Hurry up, Commander. The birthday girl's got the stick. Me smash piñata good. There's no way she said... What's that racket? The wind from the birthday girl's practice swings knocked over a television. No, 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 no. Got it! Blast her! You pop the bouncy house. When everyone's distracted, Zark, you shapeshift into a birthday thing that can run. Ready? Go! What the? Hey, where's the piñata? And where'd this clown come from? Hate clown! Smash! <laughs> He's trying, sir. He's having trouble running in the big shoes. Sir, may I suggest we try taking over a different planet? Agreed! Clearly, Earth and birthdays aren't things to travel with. <laughs> Don't mess with birthdays, man. That was, that was a full-on oh, wow. action sci-fi movie. Amazing. All right, Alex, what... Did you like about Michael and Jed's micro rounds? What stood out to you? Wow, they were both very intense. I felt, you know, I felt the heat of those aliens <laughs> exploring <laughs> the worlds. Goodness gracious, um, spectacular! <laughs> well done. All right, well, it's time to award a point. Did one uh, teach you more about their subject? Did one make you laugh? Did one really? Uh, Engage your imagination. Whatever the criteria, it's up to you. Have you made your decision? I think I have. Fantastic. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy (laughs) sneak attack. Your sneak attack is called Super Slogans. For this challenge, we'd like both of you to come up with three fun catchphrases for your side. For example, if my holiday was Valentine's Day, I might say, fax me, baby, it's lovey-dovey day. (laughs) (laughs) Or, roses are red, violets are blue, today's my day to celebrate you. Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) Yep. I'm ready to go. (laughs) All right, so Michael went first last time. We're going to take turns, so we'll go back and forth. So, Jed, you're going to go first. Let's hear your first pro-birthday slogan. All right, here Mm -hmm. we go. Coming up with something on the fly. Uh, (laughs) Birthdays. You're another year older, another year cooler. Yes, very (laughs) nice. All right, Michael, let's hear a tremendous tagline for trick-or-treating. Boo, buddies. I'm afraid it's trick-or-treating time. Yay! (laughs) Very catchy. Very catchy. Jed, you're up. Time for tagline number two for birthday parties. Birthdays. That time of year when your mom complains about how much it hurt to have you. (laughs) So true. Accurate. Accurate. All right, Michael. It's all you. Number two slogan for trick-or-treating. Oh, my we needed more than one. <laughs> Goodness gracious, goblins. 
<laughs> I'm afraid it's trick or treating time. <laughs> well done. <clears throat> All right, Jed, let's hear your last slogan for birthday parties. Trick or treat, smell my feet. Halloween's as cool as cream of wheat. Bleah. Oh, cream of wheat is wow. pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> if you put enough sugar on it, right? <laughs> so, Michael, would you like to make an anti-birthday one for your last one? You, it's your choice. You can go pro or con. Let's see. I did Boo Buddies. I did Goodness Gracious Goblins. Um, uh, uh, holy moly. Holy moly, haunted hounds. I'm afraid it's trick-or-treating time. Yay! <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. It's all All about alliteration. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Uh, Alex, it's time to award your fourth point. Again, the criteria is totally up to you. Where's uh, one side catchier? Did the other side have more alliteration? (laughs) Did the other side, you know, did this really catchy in your brain? Whatever it is, it's up to you. Completely subjective. Have you awarded your fourth point? Oh, goodness, I think I have. Excellent. Then it's time for our final round. The final six. All right, Michael, it's your turn. Let's hear why trick-or-treating is a frightfully good time. Trick-or-treating is spooky cool. Birthdays, (laughs) drool. (laughs) Very good. All right, Jed, you've got just six words to convince us why birthday parties take the cake. Presents. Presents, parties, cakes, balloons, presents. <laughs> All right, Alex, time to award a final point for this final six. All right. Have you made that decision? I think I have made this decision. Excellent. So tally up those points. Are you ready to crown one team the Smash Boom Best? You know what? I think I am. All right, drum roll, please. And the winner is... Birthday parties! Woo! Happy birthday to me! (laughs) So, Alex, was there a moment that really sealed the deal for birthday parties? You know what? I think it definitely started at the third round there. Uh, slogans were just, you know, <laughs> What do you mean? Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> you don't like alliteration? <laughs> I, I love alliteration. I, but I just love, <laughs> I just, I, I think I love non-alliteration better. That's um, fair. That's fair. I think that's, that's Was the it? round that really stood out to me that I said, ah, birthdays, you have my heart. But it was, was it close? Was it hard to decide? Oh, it was very close. It was 3 2. Oh, uh, birthday's Halloween. As close as it can get. Man, Michael, you brought serious game. I loved your stuff. I, I did not envy Alex the task of having to judge. That was a hard one. I mean, the voice acting alone was amazing. Jed, I loved all the different types of birthday celebrations that you mentioned. Uh, I thought that was really great and pleasant. And I hope you have a happy Halloween next year and that you had a happy Halloween this year. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. (laughs) 
And that's it for today's debate battle. Alex crowned birthday parties the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think won. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie DuPont, Ruby Guthrie, and Aron Waldislasi. We had engineering help from Gary O'Keefe, Alex Simpson, Josh Savageau, and Jordan Lampert. Our editors are Shayla Farzan and Sandin Totten. And we had production help from Anna Goldfield, Mark Sanchez, Anna Weggel, and Nico Gonzalez-Whistler. Our executive producers, Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Our announcer is Marley Foyerworker Otto, and we want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross and Taylor Kaufman. Jed, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to today? Yes, I need to thank Adam, Sid, and Piper Hirsch, Kevin Thompson, Ellie and Eloise Thompson, Alice Kim, and Bruce Hazel Kim, all for providing voice acting talents. Lovely. And how about you, Michael? Any special thanks today? Oof. Big special thanks to my partner, Jasmine, for helping me with my research. Excellent. And how about you, Alex? Any thanks or shout outs? Sure. Big shout out to my family. Uh, Thank you for finding this on Facebook. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's about it. Before we go, let's check in with Lena and see who she thinks would win her jellyfish versus chameleon debate. I think that jellyfish would win because they won a Nobel Prize for having glowing protein. Do you have an idea for a knockdown drag out debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. Bye. 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 Bye.